This presentation is from UX Australia 2019, Sydney. Thank you all for being here today. Um, I didn't have any of that stress bread and now I'm a little bit regretting it, but um, I think we'll be good. Um, so I'd like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people who are the traditional owners of the land in which we're meeting today and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Um, my name is Amy Reeves. I'm a senior project lead and designer from BizLab, which is a team in the Department of Industry, Innovation and Science. My job is to work with project teams across different parts of my department and also other departments um, and take them through a design process to tackle some complex challenges that might be facing government. I didn't remember to click, so apologies. This is the team, this is the team. Um, the particular project I'm going to talk to you about today is um, one where we were looking at how we might help businesses to overcome some of the barriers they had to staff training. So ABS data was showing us that overall, Australian businesses' investment in training their staff was in decline. Um, this is in combination with some predictions that the Australian workforce will need to be continuously learning and upskilling uh, into the future as our workforce is influenced by things like technological changes and an ageing population. So we wanted to understand why training investment was in decline and how we might help businesses to overcome any barriers that they were facing to training their teams. So we did some user research, um, spoke to some businesses. We identified some areas of opportunity where we could help them uh, or we may be able to help them. And we ran some of our first ideation workshops. And while we got some good, you know, well-formed well ideas that were really interesting, we thought we might be able to do, do something with them, we also got a number that looked a bit like this. So this idea is suggesting uh, paid trips for long-term employees um, to motivate them to stay with the company, which does sound like a nice idea. Uh, it was in response to an insight from our research that some, some companies are not training their staff out of a fear that if they do train them, then, then that staff member will leave and they'll be a bit left in the lurch. This team was exploring the idea of incentivising staff to stay with the company once they've actually increased their skills and received some training. While this idea isn't bad in itself, uh, the people who've written it down haven't really described the problem um, that they're trying to solve uh, or how this solution would work in enough detail for it to be usable or useful for us moving forward. So we've taken a pretty typical ideation process to get here. We'd had about two hours with a group of business owners and that was about the maximum we could get based on um, the people we were recruiting. We'd given people time to understand the opportunity areas. Um, we'd asked them to go through an exercise called speed thinking where they come up with eight ideas individually, then talk amongst their, amongst their team to narrow those down, prioritize them and keep working to flesh out those ideas. And then we'd ask them to vote on them at the end and tell us which ones were their top ideas and why. Um, and while, as I said, we did get some good, good ideas from this session, we got a, got a fair few like this. So our question kind of became, how might we actually get more creative and richer ideas out of our ideation sessions? And unfortunately, we weren't going to be able to do any more time because we're restricted. Our next session was actually only going to be an hour and a half. So we had less time and we wanted to get more depth out of our ideas. So we sat around um, as a project team, having a bit of a brainstorm about, you know, what might help us to get better ideas. And one of the principles or rules that we take into every ideation is um, if people are having more fun, they're actually more likely to be more creative. And we landed on a board game because what's a better way of uh, making things more fun than turning it into a game? Um, and by the next day, this is actually the day, the day after, so a few of our members of our team took a bit of convincing that a board game wasn't too crazy for us to try and, try and create if we had only a couple of days. But we said, look, let's just have a go. Let's just draw it on a bit of, on some paper and, and play test it. Um, and this is our project team having a go. And I really love this photo. You can see Anna there in the middle just with a big smile on her face. And we had such a great time um, designing this and talking about how it could work. Um, and this is some of our participants playing the game in one of our workshops uh, just a few days later. 
So what did our board game actually look like and how did it work and how did it help us to get the results we needed? So this is our board game. We had um, tables of about four players, so four workshop participants at every table. We gave each team a company profile to start, which told them who, who they were. So for example, Green Health. So Green Health, we said, look, you're a health and pharmaceuticals company. Um, you're a major producer of vitamins and supplements. In Australia, you're wanting to grow your business, yada, yada. This is where you want to get to in 2025. So that gave them a little bit of, a, of an idea of who they were. And we said, you guys at this table, you're the executive team of this business. Um, and your job is going to be to overcome some challenges your company might face to get yourself to 2025 and meet that goal. So they had that purpose for playing the game. Um, and every time they did face a challenge, so they landed on a challenge square, they'd be asked to come up with a solution on their own first. And then they'd share that back with the rest of the team. And they'd have an opportunity to talk about their ideas and then decide which one they were going to take as a company to move forward and overcome the challenge. So the challenge cards. The 20 challenge cards we had were actually based on the insights from our interviews and our research. So this one, for example, is talking about, you know, your older staff are actually reluctant to train a new tool or technology that's essential to the operation of your business. So what are you going to do? We also had mega trend cards, and these were a little bit different. So these were bigger societal patterns or trends on the horizon that we saw. So for example, new technology means that half your frontline jobs will be automated in five years' time. So how are you going to prepare your staff for the change? And we also had resource cards, those little star cards in the middle. So these were things like people, tools and technology, processes or strategies. And for each solution, participants needed to identify which of these kind of resource cards they would play. Um, and this was to help them think of solutions beyond an opportunity. As much as apps are amazing, we wanted to think about, you know, what are some of the other solutions? If we didn't have tools or technology, you've already played those resource cards, you've just got people left. So how does that change your idea? So we're giving them some of those constraints to think of some more creative solutions. And um, this is an example of, of the kind of solution that we, that we got. Um, so I think that the important difference here is to say this was, a, this was produced by a participant after just three minutes. That was how long we gave them to um, come up with an idea. So this is compared with the one I showed you at the end, which was after two hours of an ideation and talking and getting to that point of idea. Um, and this solution was in response to the challenge. Look, some staff in your business are reluctant to engage with training that's provided on an online platform, so what do you do? You might notice if you're kind of having a bit of read this idea, there's probably quite a few ideas on that solution card. It's not just one idea. But the core of it was that she wanted to understand, or she thought we should understand where the resistance is coming from, address some of those concerns, and then take anyone who was resisting through the online training or technology in a different way that maybe overcomes those concerns. So she wanted to get to the crux of the problem first, which as a, as a designer, I was pretty, pretty pro her kind of approach or solution. Um, but the other benefit of this activity was that in the process of asking people to vote and say, look, I really like, you know, um, I really like Sonia's idea or I like Tony's idea, um, was that it was kind of helping people, helping us to get some of that richness around it. Why do you like that idea? So we had a facilitator at each table with the players who was kind of not really playing the game, but more just helping them to do it. Um, you know, why do you like that idea? Have you seen it before? If you were going to do this in your company, what would it look like? So we're able to get a lot more richness than just this solution card gives us as well, which we hadn't been able to do in our previous ideation session very effectively. So what are some of the things that I think um, help this to work well for us? So one of them is to give people a reason to play. So as I said, we primed them at the beginning with that 2025 company goal. Um, and we gave them that collective identity. They came in as people from different, different, very different companies, and they, then they're at that table, they were green health, they were together. 
So we didn't really loop back to it a lot throughout the game, but it meant they had a bond and a bit of a reason to be working together. And it helped them to kind of step back from their everyday and get into a more creative headspace where they're a bit more free to engage. It also removes some of that discomfort that can come from, you know, an ideation session where putting people who don't know each other together and saying, be creative, come up with some ideas. So it really helps them to get more into a better headspace. We also followed that up with an individual goal. So whoever's idea it was that got voted on, they became the employee of the month. And we had a little sticker that we put on their badge. And we said, whoever gets you know, the most stickers at the end, who's been employee of the month at the end of this game, is gonna become CEO, how exciting. Um, so it sounds a little silly, but it actually was a really powerful um, behavioral driver to participate in game mechanic. Um, and that gave people then that collective goal who were more motivated by let's help the company succeed and everyone always likes to be the best, so that gave them the individual goal as well. Um, our game board also looked quite similar to some you might have seen before, like a classic Monopoly game. We used that landing on a square system, rolling a dice, drawing a card, and this helped our participants to be able to engage with our game really quickly um, and meant it was quite approachable because most of them would have played something similar before. We also borrowed game mechanics from other games, so things like Balderdash. If anyone hasn't played that game before, I recommend it, it's very fun. Um, but the basic premise of the game is that one person will read out something like a word, other players need to write down some fake definitions or what they think that word means. Um, the player who started it off will write down the correct definition, they read out all of the fake definitions and the real one, and then people have to guess which one's correct and they vote for each other's ideas. And it really drives a lot of creativity if you ever play it with your families over Christmas or something. It's always a really good game. Um, so we borrowed that with the employee of the month idea. It wasn't just to help people feel good. Um, it also helped them to be more creative. Um, also keep it simple. So for three, uh, we only had, sorry, I was looking at my timer, which hasn't, hasn't tracked, I'll just do my best. Um, so early only having the rules that you need. So we were pretty simple with our rules and how to play, and I think that helped people to engage with the game as well. Didn't have a lot of game jargon, um, but it had enough detail and depth that we could kind of, um, for our solutions, in terms of the solution cards on the next slide, that we were actually able to action them and take them away. We even thought about things like how do we position our mega trends and our challenge squares so that people are actually landing on enough that we're getting that, that variety of solutions that we need. So even those little things um, made a big difference for us. Um, I think you can also think about embedding principles of effective ideation. We, we talk about things like more is better, have fun, time box it, um, building it up. So a lot of the things I've talked about address those as well. Um, and the facilitator helped with that. We weren't kind of saying, oh, I hate that person's idea. We were saying, well, what do you like about that, that person's idea you voted on? So it was very positive as well. Um, and I just wanted to finish on this picture because I mentioned, I've had it up before on the screen, but I didn't tell you. So this is a group of um, quite senior managers dressed in suits. They've come in for maybe a bit more of a serious uh, meeting or consultation with someone from government. Um, and look at them having a big laugh. They're having a great time. So I think sometimes to get those serious results, we actually need to take ourselves a little bit less seriously. Um, that's me. Thank you. Thank you.